Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Cloud Wars Live, where we're exploring the digital revolution and all of its crazy ramifications here in the world of 2020. And I'll tell you one of those things that you might not have expected in the world of the digital revolution and software is a hundred year old company, a, a killer company in the industrial markets, Honeywell, has now become and is on its way to becoming a full fledged player in the enterprise software business. And we're going to explore that a little bit today with David Trice, who's helping to lead that effort inside Honeywell. David, welcome to Cloud Wars Live. It's a pleasure to have you. Excellent, Bob. Great to be here. I'm looking forward to the conversation. Yeah, so, um, you know, David, we hear these lines about, you know, software is eating the world and every company is a software company, blah, blah, blah. They're all a little bit of cliche, but you are really uh, making this happen, right? Inside a company that has a remarkable history of big, heavy physical stuff, industrial products, you know, heavy duty sensors and control machines. How's that working and where are you headed with that? Yeah, well, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a big job, uh, Bob. We, we, um, we're, we're really excited about the work that we've got going on. Uh, you know, we've, we've come to the conclusion that this is relevant and necessary for us for two reasons. Um, first and foremost, we've got a heritage of doing the things you just described. Our business is built on that in some core industries. And our customers are coming to us and saying, look, we, we've got to emerge as a, a more digitally uh, uh, proficient company. Um, and we don't know how to do it. Can you guys help us? Honeywell's great at innovating. We trust you. You know how to run our building, our plant, or our plane. Um, and, and we need the help. And so that's exciting. That's a really important marker for some of the things that we've, uh, we've invested in. But secondly, Bob, it's actually a little bit selfish as well, right? We are that company, right? Mm -hmm. We have big industrial businesses, we have plants, we have warehouses, we have buildings, and we've got to figure out how to transform ourselves. And so it's a really, really ambitious effort that we're going after to transform into a software company. It's a bit of a self-healing kind of thought process, as well as one we'll take to our customers as well. But that, David, probably adds some of the credibility. If uh, you know, you're talking to a customer, say you need to do this, this, and this, and they say, well, have you tried it? And you say, well, no, not us. So, yeah. you know, it, you're being out there in front as sort of a pioneer with some of this. That's exactly right. Well, we we uh, we use the term dog fooding, right? Yeah. We like to use our own software, uh, and we're our own best test bed, right? Uh, we we get to see the software releases before they go to our customers to to confirm that they're working and they're delivering on the value that we expect that they are, and uh, it's a it's a really important role to play for two reasons. One, we get better as we do it, uh, and then secondly, we get to assure that it's working on behalf of our customers when we give it to them. So, David, let me just not back up, but open things up a little bit here, because, you know, Honeywell is this extraordinary company, tremendous history, proud uh, legacy of all the things it's done of a lot of really critical industries and one of innovation. But can you give us an idea of, well, you know, when you say, well, you're going to create a software company inside of Honeywell to move into the, the digital economy for this big company and its customers? Can you give us a ballpark idea of, you know, what's this market look like and how big is the opportunity here for you? Yeah, well, I think there's a very common problem that all industrial businesses have, right? And whenever you start building software, you have to talk about the problem you're solving. But the problem we're solving is, is a couple of fold, right? Every industrial business has built its plant, uh, its, its building, its warehouse, one at a time based on demand and it was never built to work with the prior buildings or plants or, or warehouses, nor were the systems that were inside it ever designed to work together. Mm -hmm. There's a level of reality in that in the industrial world that is pervasive, right? 
Well, you, you, you take that reality now and you multiply it by a company, an enterprise company like Honeywell, we've got 900 facilities around the world. There's a, a level of enterprise scale that exists when you apply the simple silo problem to the buildings and assets that we have, that's not easy to solve, right? And then lastly, conventional wisdom says that a, an industrial business needs to run itself with people, right? That's, that's the way things have been done for generations. And, and so when you, when you step back and you look at that problem, um, you, you start to, to, to really understand that these businesses are all operating on the same premises some complexities in one industry versus the other, but there's a lot of core problem that exists there when you're looking through that enterprise lens. And so um, if you look at our business, having, having, having delivered goods and services to each of those, uh, those kind of domains, if you will, uh, for generations, um, it's, a, it's a multi, multi-billion dollar industry in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Now you look at the problem that exists inside it and you, you can amplify the need uh, against what already exists. It's another multi-billion dollar oper- opportunity to bring a solution to this market that solves some of those core problems and gives you a more um, efficient and lean operation to manage the facilities and operations that you have in front of you, which was never designed from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you know, massive sort of uh, terrain out there for for Honeywell to explore, David. And when you're out talking with customers and, you know, some of your colleagues are, You've given us a sense of it, but are there like the first, do you always get from customers when they say, hey, David, you know, I'm so glad you're here. Here's the three things you re- we really need your help with. What yeah. might those be? Yeah, well, it all stems from a very, uh, very common theme, especially these days, Bob, uh, with what's happening in 2020. Uh, it kind of boils down to a simple concept of let's do more with less, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Industrial businesses, uh, uh, their, their budgets are being cut back. The CapEx investments are being cut back. The the people to run facilities is being cut back. There's a mentality of run the asset to fail that exists um, because it's too difficult to do anything else. And it really kind of underpins a desire uh, for all operations to run a lean operation. And in fact, we have customers telling us today, not only do I want to be lean, David, but I want to be autonomous as well, right? That's That's a bit of a glimpse into the future. But secondly, they're, they're looking for ways to, to drive efficiency and productivity in a way that drives bottom line impact, right? And so I, I think those are core problems. I, I've spent countless hours with senior executives of ours, our customers around the world. And, you know, uh, not once did I hear somebody say, I've got an IoT problem. Or not once did I hear somebody say, I've got to be running on somebody's cloud. It always comes back to these core kind of bottom line realities of I need to do more with less, I need to save money, and I need to have a leaner operation that I run for on behalf of my, my customers and my shareholders. And David, you know, I, I believe it's uh, from your CEO, Darius Adamchek has said that both the, the broad concept of the Honeywell Connected Enterprise and then the business, the software business that you've created and are, are scaling up here, the uh, Honeywell Forge, that those are the number one strategic priority for the company. Talk about how that, what you're doing is going to fit in with the legacy that Honeywell's established. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's, it's, a, it's a bit of a pivot point for us, Bob. I don't think it's a separate and distinct idea in any way, shape, or form. Um, I think, uh, you know, we, in, in many ways, as a control systems company, um, we're, we're, we're realizing that 
the, the base of business that we have that goes back 100 years is built on control systems that, uh, that live uh, inside the, the facilities and the sites and the planes of our customers today. Unfortunately, we can't leverage that, right? Those control systems are there. They're not as, they're, they never learn. They never get smarter. They're only as good as the guy standing next to it and pro programming it. In a world that is digitally transforming and looking to create and reinvent itself for the next hundred years, how do you leverage that intellectual capital? Well, that's really what we're doing with Honeywell Forge Inter Enterprise Performance Management. We're trying to suggest that the, the way of, of running your operation tomorrow will be fundamentally different. It will, will be one that is, uh, that is digital in nature. It'll be one that, that does run autonomously. It'll be one that you can, you can run remotely so that you can control the, the activities uh, at, a, at a site destination. That's the way of the world. And, and we, we have to do that for us, uh, but we also have to do it for our customers going forward. And what we've decided to do, which is a, a bit of the, the brilliance, I think in, in, uh, in Darius having set up HCE, is we've given ourselves an opportunity to solve that problem in one elegant way with Honeywell Forge, that it will then in turn allow each of our businesses to, to leverage and build on top of to solve their customers' problems. That's the, the unique idea that, that really sits behind Honeywell Forge. I, you know, I, I think it's a great name. Uh, you know, the, the Forge there, right? You know, connecting the past to the future because as you've described it, David, you're not only just coming in sort of dropping off a set of solutions for these new digital customers and then taking off, you're giving them the ability to use those to build and to ex expand and adapt in the way that's best for their particular business. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Our, our approach is, is um, <clears throat> we feel like we've got a definition of what um, um, operations of an industrial business looks like. It's the, it's the standard capabilities for managing global operations, managing asset health and, and maintenance, managing energy and sustainability, and then worker productivity. There's a common footprint there. We've built a model that applies um, generically to buildings, to supply chains, and to industrials. And we're bringing that to our customers. And, and Bob, the brilliance in what we're doing is not that it's just they can turn it on. It's actually infused with our 100 years of knowledge of each of those businesses to give our customers an accelerated starting point so that they can take this core capability and really drive to bottom line benefit very, very quickly and say, okay, that's good. But now to your point, it doesn't stop there, right? Because that core capability that I just described um, is only gonna solve a part of their problem. Mm -hmm. What we've done is bring forward some traditional enterprise capabilities to say, you know, let's extend the footprint of what your operation looks like. And let's give you the ability to bring other data sources in, whether that be from an operational environment in an IoT sense or from an enterprise environment, because you know, the minute you decide to ask the question, is that asset performing properly? And the answer is yes, that's an, IT, an IoT problem. But the minute you say, uh, how much does it cost me month over month? All of a sudden that becomes an, an enterprise data mm -hmm. question, right? And so we've realized that you can't solve just one of the problems, you've got to solve them both. And we've found a way to allow customers to extend their definition of, of their operation not only from an, uh, an OT perspective, but also from an enterprise perspective as well. So David, I wanted to check a couple of things with you. One, if you could talk a little bit about, I mean, clearly it's, it's all bound up in here, but the importance of data 
mm. in what you're doing with Honeywell Forge. And then secondly, you have described in some ways what you're doing here. It's almost like the ERP suite for the industrial manufacturing markets. And along the way, you know, Honeywell's established some pretty interesting relationships with SAP and Microsoft. So those do put you right dead center in the middle of the enterprise software world. But as you've described it, Honeywell is going at this with a very unique set of capabilities and business value. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a great kind of universe to talk about there. We, um, you know, first of all, as it relates to your core question around data, in many ways, Bob, I describe Honeywell Forge as a data architecture. I, I actually don't describe it as a platform. And what do I mean by that? Well, um, there is a, what I refer to as a data operating model. You know, in the, in the old days, we used to call it a data model, right? Today, it's more of a real-time operating model. And, and, and we have an operating model defined for the key verticals and key domains that we play in, buildings, supply chain, uh, industrial manufacturing, and so forth, because we have that heritage. We, we've got that knowledge that we bring to bear. But that, that, that operating model doesn't stop with just uh, the data elements. It's actually more robust than that. We have described in this operating model not only um, the, the, the assets that are required, but also the people, the processes, and the security requirements of, of the interrelationship of all of those into an operating model for buildings, right? Mm -hmm. Well, then you ask, okay, I, I see you've got your operating model, but how do you get the data into it, right? Because that's when it becomes meaningful. Well, a part of the, the core problem we decided to solve day one was addressing the issue of scale in transforming uh, industrial businesses. And in order to scale industrial businesses, you've got to understand how to get data out of the edge, out of these assets that have been living there for decades into a normalized common model that you can immediately act upon. And so we've built some ingenious uh, capabilities that live at the edge that allow us to get data from any data source, whether it's our own or, or you know, our would-be competitors which I in some, some ways call partners uh, from an HCE perspective. And we can bring all of that data from its different uh, communication protocols, from its different data formats, from its different tagging formats, enrich it so that it looks um, normalized to us and then format it in a way that we can put it into the operating model that I described for a given domain. Now, what that does, it gives us the opportunity to say, uh, Bob, if you've got 100 buildings that you're responsible for operating, I can tell you, I can ship our edge capability to your buildings and I can turn them on in a week, all 100 of them, right? Now, if I can turn on 100 buildings in a week and I can get our predictive maintenance and energy optimization capabilities going in a matter of 14 days, I'm delivering value to you in a 45-day window. That's the kind of scale that an enterprise customer is looking for to solve this dramatic problem that exists. Because doing it one building at a time or one asset at a time or one plant at a time really doesn't get the benefit that the enterprise is looking for. Um, David, that, you know, you, your whole uh, sort of the picture you've painted there, one of sort of established value, increasing value, give that extensibility capability to the customer is great, but also I think that for so long, you know, in the business world, especially at the enterprise level, and you bring in concepts like enterprise performance management, I think the customers become conditioned to thinking, oh gosh, you know, here we, this is two years, three years, four years. And by the time we get this finished, 
we're going to have to start over again because what we finished with doesn't match up with the then current reality. So that that pace of change that you're driving here with Honeywell Fords, that's got to be very welcome to your customers' well, ears. No, it is. And in, and in fact, in, in many ways, uh, Bob, our, our selling motion is a part of our competitive advantage, mm-hmm. right? The ability for us to, to deliver this value in a, in a 45, 60-day window um, and, and prove it to them with their own data in a live production environment is remarkable. That's unheard of, right? Because mm-hmm. in the traditional world, kind of conventional wisdom is if I want to create a smart building, it's going to take me a year mm-hmm. to do that, right? And, and, and we just kind of blasted right through that wall of conventional wisdom and said, there's got to be a better way, right? And, um, and so, you know, when you apply focus to that particular part of the problem, you can find ways to do it. And we've, we've been fortunate to be able to do so. David, Talk a little bit more about this, uh, you know, from a mega sense, not just what Honeywell's doing, but there has been this move and sometimes it's, you know, over the last 10, 15 years, it always hasn't been real smooth, but sort of this meeting of operational technology and information technology, mm. right? How is Honeywell able to distinguish itself from some of the other big players who are doing that? Well, it's a, it's a great question. And it's, a, I think, one of the big hurdles to scaling digitization um, in the industrial world, uh, because it's, you know, so much the reality that most industrial businesses have an SAP or an Oracle that are running their back office. And, and in many cases, you know, some still have one version of that per plant, right, or per region or something along those lines. It's still a very much a, a reality the way that infrastructure looks. And so, um, to be able to understand performance of an asset is great. And if you start to see, again, I'll, I'll give you the enterprise lens to this, as you start to see an asset degrading in its performance over time, then you've got to make a decision about replacing that asset. Well, in the enterprise world, guess what? I don't have one of those assets that's degrading over time. I've got 35. And now I've got to make a CapEx decision about what 10 I want to replace and when. Well, how do you make that decision in a meaningful way? That's the lens that we're looking through, right? And, and so, I, you know, as you, as you get out of the point solution problems of productivity of a given asset, life cycle of a given asset, and look at it from an operational perspective, how do I run my business differently? That lens carries a lot of weight to it, but here's the problem. Our customers don't know that exists right? They don't know that, that that lens is available yet. And so part of our job and my job and, and your job by virtue of me being here is to help communicate in a way that our customers can start to think about solving their problems in a different way. And that's really one of the exciting things about us in enterprise performance manage, management. We get to, to kind of change the conversation and bring a new solution to the table. David, talk a little bit about how that goes when you sort of see the light bulb goes off over the customer's head. It's like, oh, wait, we that's something that without maybe articulating it in those terms, they said, we've been trying to do something like this for years. Now you're saying we can finally do this? Yep. Yeah. Well, in, in fact, uh, we've had several of those conversations play out, right, in, uh, in sales processes. And uh, I mean, I've got l- large, you know, billion dollar, multi-billion dollar industries around the world that, um, that have, have all come and said, look, we tried this two years ago and couldn't do it, mm-hmm. right? whatever it is, some flavor of what we're talking about here. And we're like, yeah, yeah, we, we get it. We, we understand there's a lot of, lot of complexity. Um, that's why we purpose built Honeywell Forge to, to rethink the problem mm-hmm. and start from a point where 
we, we eliminated the barriers of complexity that exist today and, and, and created a solution that embraced that, right? And so we're able to go in and say, you know, I, I get that, um, that, you're, uh, that, you're, that you're, uh, you're a little skeptical that we're able to do this so quickly, but let us turn it on and show you what's possible. Mm -hmm. Well, we had a, a large, um, in fact, I can, I can use their name now, National University of Singapore, one of the largest, most innovative schools in the world. Um, they have a mission to be a, uh, um, an unmanned operation in buildings, all right? They've tried to do it on their own. They've tried to integrate with SAP and do it and have failed miserably on, on a number of occasions. We came in and showed them how in a single platform, we can connect to multiple buildings in multiple systems within buildings and aggregate that into an enterprise performance view. And that alone, forget the savings, became the thing they cared about most. We have to become a digital organization. We have to lead innovation in Singapore. This is the kind of thing that we're looking for. We've never been able to pull that off and you guys have done it in 45 days, right? That conversation is not uncommon. Mm -hmm. uh David, I know one of the key markets for Honeywell over time has been uh, the airline industry and airplanes and the different airline companies. And, uh, you know, somebody who's flown a great deal, I'm sure you, uh, before this year, spent a you know, huge amount of time on airplanes. Yes. I think, uh, you know, Honeywell would become sort of the people's choice. But, uh, you know, if you can help the airlines boost that, because it's a remarkably complex problem, right? You got the planes coming in. If somebody gets delayed here, you got weather issues. Is the crew right? Is maintenance right? So just touch on that a little bit, David, like the, how yeah. you're able to apply that unique approach specifically to an industry like the airline industry. Yeah, well, I'll give you a couple of use cases, some that are, that are uh, you know, for, for the, the, the listeners that might be in that industry, some of the ways they can think about Honeywell Forge today, given the pressures that they're under. Um, you know, if you think about uh, Honeywell Forge as, as, a, as a approach, a kind of a model to buy into that can drive savings, you know, for the airline industries alone, um, the, the, every, every industry, every player in that industry has massive facilities, whether it be a headquarters or hangars or manufacturing or whatever it is, um, that we can actually come from a building's operation perspective and say, let, let us kind of relieve a little bit of the pressure that you have on the bottom line and make it more efficient to run. Let us help you with the energy consumption. Let us help you with the, the digitization of the building itself. Let us help you with the CapEx decisions or OpEx decisions even across the, 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 the facility. We can help relieve some of the pressure on the bottom line, uh, even in the world they live in today. But going forward, you know, I, I think that the, the good news is for all of us, what's happening on an airplane is something that's pretty well understood, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and, and that is the good news for, for all of us. But, but if you step back and you think about the airplane as a, uh, a bit of a supply chain, right? Mm -hmm. It's going from one airport to the next. And when it gets to the next airport, I've got to have unloading people, I've got to have food people, I've got to have cleaning people, I've got to have fueling people, and how do I coordinate all of that activity in the most efficient manner? I've got people that need to be there, I've got assets that need to be there, the plane has to be there, how do I, how do I coordinate all of that? Well, the, the operational lens around that, again, you just think about the complexity of one plane and one gate, now I'm doing that around the world at multiple airports, multiple gates, multiple planes, hundreds and thousands of people and assets. If I'm looking through an enterprise lens at that, there's efficiency everywhere. And really the margins on the margins 
of, of, uh, of, of efficiency and productivity are massive improvements to the airlines. And so that's kind of how we're thinking about it for them um, is let us help you take that kind of perspective and, and figure out um, based on your knowledge of when you're gonna be from point A to point B. Now let's, let's kind of help give you a lens into the operation that surrounds that uh, to make it more productive and efficient on an enterprise scale. Well, David, that, uh, the examples you've just given, the great ones there about those airlines, it's certainly something that a lot of people can relate to, but also you're talking about industrial buildings, warehouses, and so on. And the last thing I wanted to ask you about was there's also the promise from Honeywell Forge of not just helping you know, these businesses reimagine their futures and how they go about it, their operations, be more productive, but also to deliver better experiences. And that too seems like a pretty ambitious goal. How does that weave into what you've described? Yeah, it's it's interesting in a in a in a really good good topic and conversation to 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 pick up on. Um, at the end of the day, uh, most of the industrial world is buying into certainly airlines, certainly buildings, the e-commerce space and warehousing with delivery to the end customer. That the that the individual in this discussion is the most important asset, mm-hmm. or none. And everything that we find ourselves doing in that is being driven. Uh, by by growth with our customers generally connects to an individual in the experience of that individual in some way, shape, or form, right? In buildings, it's about, today, it's about telling the individual that the building's healthy and giving them a way to know that at any given point in time. Being able to give to them a way to have contactless entry when you get into the building so you don't have to worry about touching things. You know, those kinds of things are all about um, individual comfort and experience at the end of the day. Uh, again, in the, in the supply chain space, I mean, the, the growth uh, in, in um, one same-day delivery and one-day delivery is massive. It's reinventing everything in a supply chain underneath it. Being able to get it up and running, first of all, is a major uh, effort in and of itself. But then to be able to operationally manage it as an ecosystem is a completely different conversation, all being driven by the fact that you want your pair of shoes tomorrow, right? <laughs> and so... So that point of view in delivering uh, our operational capabilities, which are really the things our customers want and need from us in order to deliver on that experience on the very front end is the core driver of growth that we're seeing within Honeywell. Oh, it's fascinating, David. Uh, really, really enjoyed the conversation. I think you've given a very good picture of what this potential uh, you know, breakthrough new business is for Honeywell. I just wondered if there's any sort of final word you wanted to share. Yeah, you know, Bob, so this has been great. I, I appreciate it. I, I think that, you know, we've really got three things we're trying to do uh, in, inside of HC. I think at the end of the day, um, it's delivering on the enterprise performance management capabilities we've talked about for our customers. Um, that's first and foremost, the business that we're in and, and the way that we'll drive, uh, drive the growth of our business going forward. But it is very much a, 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 a mission of ours to reinvent our business as well, to move from the, the on-premise hardware-driven control systems to a virtualized capability that allows us to trans- transform our own selves from the inside. That's kind of part two. And then part three, to your point on customer experience, you'll see us over the course of the next year, again, a bit of sh- foreshadowing here, really start to emerge as a mobile-first software company. Uh, because at the end of the day, it does boil down to how you engage with an experience that we can empower 
to, to make a difference in how a building operates or how the supply chain operates and so forth. And that's going to become an increasingly important part of what we do on the next step of our transformation. And maybe we can follow back up at some point and spend some more time on that. David, that'd be great. I, and I love the line there over your left shoulder about the future is what we make it. Yes, indeed. We, uh, mm -hmm. we believe it every day. <laughs> well, David Trice, thank you so much for being with us here at Cloud Wars Live and telling about the uh, Honeywell Forge store. It's very exciting. Uh, enjoyed the conversation with you very much. Very good. Well, Bob, thanks again for having me. Enjoyed it as well. All right. And folks, thanks to all of you out there for being with us here at Cloud Wars Live. Hope you're doing well and we'll see you next time.